Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, ooh-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. You know, I ate some irresponsibly spicy wings earlier, and I hope it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> Alex Finn. Have you ever just fucked up your algorithm so right, where it's just like, you are so thirsty, and we're not sure how thirsty is too thirsty. And Samson Davis. So what, what to respond to? What to respond to? The wings that fight back. <laughs> All spicy food bites your ass back. Every time. Yeah. As for the algorithm, I've never done it with a th- with thirsty content. It's usually just like, I got really into swamps for like a half hour. And now it's nothing but like swamp documentaries and swamp informational stuff. Oh, come on, Samson. That's thirsty you know content. It. Uh, no, it's not. Wet for the wetlands. <laughs> Speaking of things that are wet and thirsty. Oh. <laughs> is this the ad read? Uh, it is now. Die Hard Dice. The thirstiest dice you can get on the internet. Probably, I guess. I don't think that's true. I don't know if they'd like us saying that. But Die Hard Dice do have some gorgeous dice. They recently came out with their Fake Quartz dice, one set for each season. Those are beautiful. And then I believe, if I heard correctly, after October 6th, there will be a couple of Halloween themed dice on there. There's a Draculicious. I, rem- I saw the name of one of them. Nosferosum. Yeah, there's like four lines of vampiric-themed dice sets. Yeah, so if you want some vampire-themed dice, hop on Die Hard Dice right now, assuming you're listening this October 2023. And when you do get those dice that you want to get for your person, use our code EXPLORERSWANTED. Get 10% off your order when you go to check out. Just type in EXPLORERSWANTED and the little bar that you type that in. So, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. I knew better than to move when you were asking that question. All right. So last time on Explorers Wanted, it the episode had a beginning. And after that... Had a middle. <laughs> and sometimes an end. <laughs> I remember the end, perhaps even the middle. Did we start with... Oh, yeah. So Tibu had just been told by Ilsen that shit had gone down. She clearly was having a lot of feelings. So she goes back. She's like, you left Ezri alone? And then she goes back there just to walk by Magpie, who's like, I got to take care of this hand. Ezri's back there. So Tibu's just like full of fire. Gets back there, argues back and forth with Ezri about being a leader and not trying to die all the time. And so Ezri was like, okay, send Geeth out here to keep guard. We'll start to pack up. And get out of here. So the crew, um, or the, what are they? I guess they were technically, like, a little baby community. Packed up. But not a community by the rules. No, yet. I'm just trying to think of the word, because I usually say the crew to mean the party. If you want the Numenera yeah. rule definition, they are technically called a base. Oh, okay. Perfect. Because a base, once it gets big enough, becomes a community. The base, packed up, got out of there. Ilsen went back to the newspaper shop. And (laughs) pastries and drink coffee. Magpie hung around. Mr. Tompkins came along. But right before they were about to leave, they realized Geeth was missing. So they went back to look for Geeth. And Ezri was like, we got to rescue this guy. Thinking Tibu would stop her, which she didn't. And so climb back up into the secret we were debating, is it a laboratory? Is it a prison? Is it a kitchen? We don't know. So went up there, realized that that was not a fight they were going to be able to win. And so they went back down, left the base, got to the new base. Nope, maybe I don't remember the end. So what I have is that uh, you guys got to tier eight, and then we switched over to El Sen, who was stepping out of the newspaper office on her way to pursue her own stuff when a uh, ghoul showed up and started a conversation. Oh, dang. A snap. Yeah. Let's find out what happens with that. Daniel? (laughs) Yes, Daniel. Yeah, Dan, what happened? (laughs) Oh, what? It's my turn now? Okay. (laughs) Roll mic defense. Yeah. Yasmin is so upset she flies into a rage and hits Ezri. (laughs) Seems in character. Ezri takes it because she feels bad inside. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was one part. Like, when when you got back... When you got to the new lair, 
when Ezri revealed her wounds, Yasmin freaked mm-hmm. out, and people were hurrying Ezri over to somewhere to lay down so they could take care of her. And Ezri saw Yasmin was on her knees, and then Magpie came over to help cheer them up and turn those frowns upside down. And it worked by reminding them that Ezri was not that smart. <laughs> it worked, didn't it? It did. Mm-hmm. So, Ilson, oui? this ghoul has just asked you quarter penny for your thoughts, and you've turned around and seen this woman clearly in the uniform of a ghoul. Uh, chilly out today. Really? It seems fine. Because I'm just not uh, very good with the cold. Mm. You're Ilson Vite, aren't you? I, 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 I am. I was curious. You, uh, heard anything interesting lately from your countrymen? Well, uh, no, no, I don't. Ha- has Ilsen? Uh, mostly through, uh, journalist avenues? No. Uh, no, we haven't heard anything f- about Margothy or any Margothian doing anything. Really? I take it you haven't read the paper today, then? No, not not yet, not this morning. Did what, uh, happened? She reaches behind her and pulls out from a small bag a copy of the Lathe Weekly. Mm-hmm. And tosses it to you. Ilsen sacrifices her chocolate eclair that she half finished, drops it, and catches the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Uh. She raises an eyebrow at you, and you look at the newspaper. You know, most of it's typical articles, but then in one upper corner of this front page, rumors run wild about Margothy operatives in Lathe. Oh. And the article says that while there has been no official reports, Somebody closely aligned with one of the senator's houses has reported that an intruder with a Margothy accent was seen inside the senator's house when something was stole. There was a big hullabaloo, something about, they said something about revolution. Uh, (laughs) That's what you read in the article. Don't give me that shit, Alex. You, you, You got no legs to stand on. In my defense, she doesn't have a very noticeable accent. She does have a face that's everywhere on the surface city, though. So. Yeah, but she could <laughs> throw on the accent and be like, oh, what now? We're all from Margothy. I guess we're all revolutionaries. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. All right. Uh, so I guess Ilsen will quietly, internally pat herself on the back for making the papers. Uh, but she is going to take note of whatever details the story has, and also the reporter who wrote the article. The reporter who wrote the article is Lee Stampa. Uh, so she reads the article, nods, and says, Is this the first I'm hearing about this? The only thing I know uh, connected to Margaret at all is a uh, robbery that happened a week or so ago, or however long the uh, art heist was. Give me a deception roll of 18. All right. Trained in lies and trickery. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. One level of effort to bring it to 12. I'm going to re-roll that. What was it? It's a four. But I don't feel like getting caught lying to a cop right now, so... Oh, come on. Where's the fun? God damn it. The dice agree with me. Where's the fun? <sighs> no, it's too soon for this. How, what was it this time, Samson? It's an eight, so we're getting better. Spend another XP to re-roll it again, because I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk to this cop. Do it. Am I influencing your dice yet? <laughs> Danny, you, get, you, better, you better give me something nice for Christmas. I rolled a one. Wow. Oh, joyous. I'll keep it. I'll keep the one. Are you sure? I don't want to spend three XP just to pass a roll. That feels bad. Really? You don't know anything about this? Uh, no. This is the first you've heard of this. Yeah. I'm up in the surface city a lot. I've seen nothing about what senator was this did it say in the paper what the senator who the senator was paper doesn't say which senator okay but the ghoul looks at you and says well i can't exactly tell that to a reporter wouldn't it be better to you visited any senators homes lately no uh no the only place i've visited even remotely related senator uh, at least recently the uh, art museum maybe one senator is officially patronizing that place trying to decide like 
What's the escalation level here, since it's a one? Does he get the sack thrown over his head and thrown into a van? That's honestly what I'm contemplating right now, is that does this go to the black bag? (laughs) I'm enjoying this. Okay, so yeah, you say that about the museum, and she's like, huh. And she brings her finger up and taps her head briefly. You are going to feel somebody starting to pull a bag over your head. If you would like to avoid the bag going over your head, it will be a speed defense roll of, since you're surprised by this, it'll be a speed defense roll of 18. I'm going to roll something real quick, just for myself. Well, where were you a roll ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's just go further. Um, speed, you said? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to try to... Would this be careful movement or fast movement? Probably fast movement, because you're trying to avoid this bag. Like, you feel the bag coming, so you're going to have to react very fast. Okay. I have an inability in fast movement due to my stealthy nature, so... 18, right? No, it's a 21. Oh, now it's a 21. Oh, fuck. I'm not putting effort into this, so... Uh, five. <clears throat> okay. The black bag gets over your head, and it tightens up, and somebody is, like, dragging you off, and it's at that point you notice that... The bag smells funny. Ilsen is yelling, saying, hey, wait, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Give me a might defense roll of 15. Six. Okay. Mostly what I was trying to do is I was just trying to gauge, like, how long you can do that before the scent in the mask actually knocks you yeah. out. So you, you get out, like, part of your crying out before you're just like, oh, oh, fuck. And then it's just darkness. Magpie, you have cheered the... Yasmin and the Tibu. Esri is currently getting tended to by lots of enthusiastic enclavers. What are you thinking about? What are you doing? Okay, this is a really weird metagaming question. But as a delve, would the sensing danger apply to the, what are they called? The community slash party? Would she have a little, oh no, babies in trouble sense that mothers have? No. No, no, she wouldn't have that. I mean, so the thing is, is like with a party, like if you were in the midst of that danger, then maybe. But if it was something where somebody's far away, that doesn't do it. And then there are some things that you can get help with, with like community stuff. But again, the, the base needs to grow into a, a community Fair. before you can. I just thought I would ask to see if there was a danger sense for like the baby. Needs me. Nope. So you guys either need to recruit or you need to get them making some babies. Let's go with the <laughs> recruitment aspect because I'm not sure what the healthcare plan is. I, I just imagine like an awkward Esri like trying to tell people that they needed to bone <laughs> and providing good advice commentary in the background. <laughs> no, you got to come inside. <laughs> I thought it would be more like the, yeah, pull up methods, super effective. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, make eye contact. Make eye contact. <laughs> and don't let them look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make eye contact with me too. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, focus on the task at hand. Focus. Can't make me. <laughs> Anywho's a woozle badoozle. Let's see. I guess, are we still keeping that major effect in the back pocket? Or are we just going, ooh, maybe that's not a great one? Because we just talked about it earlier where we're like, maybe that net net 20 from last episode we're going to use to keep Keith alive. But then I started thinking, is life a good option when captured by unknown threats? <laughs> alive and mentally sound. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, that's unlikely. I've, uh... You can have one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're back pocketing that. Unless, Stace, you do want that on Geith. Like, I mean, I would like Geith to be alive. Okay. Then we would like to tag Geith with the is alive major effect. Wish granted. And mentally sound. Not mentally sound. I can't give you mentally sound. You have one or the other. Stace, it's your call. Your community, your call. I mean, I think that what's going to happen to Geith is what's going to happen to Geith, but alive would be nice. Okay. Okay. So any whoozle doozle woozle. Okay, so we've comforted two of the people. Esri is getting medical attention. Yes. T- attention, anyway. Magpie is going to inspect the hand in the box. So we have the hand in the box. Hmm. Okay. Give me a 12. 
Almost dumped all the dice out. I got a 16. Okay, cool. As you're looking at the hand, well, in total, or when it was attached to those arms, it didn't trigger this kind of memory. But seeing it somewhat smashed, but still there, it strikes you that you've seen like a hand sketch of this sort of hand shape before, but it wasn't anything about like very specific. It was describing a piece of some sort of creature, perhaps animal, perhaps abhuman, that had been reported as being seen, but you don't remember the context of where it was seen or anything like that. But it was definitely something that you were reading through, definitely like lathe produced academic books around biology. And that's where you remember seeing this, which is odd to you because you don't specifically remember seeing those kinds of books in your memory. It's just, it springs to your mind in that context, but you don't actually remember reading that book. Magpie's going to look at Ezri confused. Have I been to a library? (laughs) I hope so. Is there a library here? I don't know. I've never actually been to the library myself. Bob is also currently like stitching some of the particularly thick gashes. Tibu, is there a library nearby or here in general? There are are libraries in the surface city. Hmm. Apparently these are in books. And she like flops the hand around in the box. Ilsen probably knows where the library is. Honestly, I think Magpie would also know where the library is. You might need to find Baby. Yeah, I was going to say, even Baby knows where the library is. (laughs) If I just change my character's name, we get to be PBS. It's very tempting. What? Pebbles, Baby, and if I just changed it to something with us, we'd be PBS. Sparrow. Ilsen at one point, is going to sarcastically call you Senpai. So there's Oh, we can be PPS. It'll be good. I believe Ilsen has already done that. Excellent. Pass me as a genius. Aha. Okay, so the plan is get Esri on our feet. We go to the library, try and find the book about the things in the hallway, and rescue Keith, right? Or are we just destroying the, the entire thing, burning it down? What? <laughs> this is not the first time we've what sewn and talked? Come on. I mean, it's okay sometimes it's not you getting sewn, but... What? So, our plan. <laughs> we're getting you patched up. We're gonna go to the library, look up the hand, and then destroy the entire base. Are we rescuing Keith? Are we assuming Keith is alive? Do we need a baby, or is baby just doing baby stuff? What? Cut to Ilsen no. being um. just <laughs> hog-tied in a... Ninth World Van. (laughs) I think it's going to take more than a day to get ready for this. So, yeah, if you could research that, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to go to the library. Fair enough. And these books do sound boring, from what I'm hearing. I told you, Ilson reads books, so just go to the library with Ilson. Fine, I'll go collect the baby now. How's that? Approved. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want the hand with you, or should I take it with me and just throw it at people? Actually, leave it here. Esri's hungry. <laughs> Are you going to eat the hand? No. <laughs> You're not Nyx anymore. You can't just do that. Can't just yeah, eat that's everything. Right. That's right. Oh, man. I mean, you can start eating things, but I'm not sure it'll have the same effect. Not technically <laughs> cannibalism because Nyx was an abhuman, I think. I think that, I think that, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Would this count as being a cannibal? Because we're not sure this origin of the hand. There is a chance that uh, these creatures take their prisoners and turn them into more of them. So this could be Ooh. an indirect cannibalism. And actually, I'm sorry, Stace. I believe Nyx ate both abhumans yeah, and humans. There was cannibal- oh, all right, cannibalism. You know, you never start out intending to play a, a cannibal, but sometimes... Sometimes the wind just takes you. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Into cannibalism. They'd never be able to prosecute anyway. It all happened, like, outside city limits. And and I mean, who yeah. had proof? It was a sanitation effort. It was a civil service, that's right. Yeah. So, you're looking for baby? Yeah. I think she is going to put the hand in her bag, like, in the box, in the bag, just because she's not sure if the hand's going to, you know, thing it away. Okay. And in theory, with danger sense, she'll notice. In theory. You head off. Where would you go looking for Ilsen? She's going to put on her mask. 
And I was also going to remind you that I'm pretty sure that we agreed that Ilson and Magpie don't know where each other's respective actual homes are. Yeah, so Magpie's going to go to her work, place of work, like all the weird friends do. Okay, you go there. It looks like it's normal right now. Uh Uh-oh. She goes inside and starts looking for the baby. So one of the other reporters looks up at you briefly and then goes back to writing. He's sweating. He must be under a deadline or something like that. And one woman chewing some peproot turns and looks at you and says, Uh, can I help you? Oh, hi. I'm Ilson's source, and I was here to report on something. Ilson's source? Well, she's not here. Why don't you uh, step in my office? Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. Does the danger sense activate? No. Okay, she's going to do it. I mean, she can always throw that hand at her, so it's fine. So you go into an office. The name on the door is Mop Stall. And as you come in, she says, all right, um, we we try to take things seriously here and try to keep sources secret. So who are you? Or at least which article is this referring to? Okay, we established that Magpie broke into Ilson's desk. She would have read through her stuff. What is an article that she was working on? Besides the dog show, although she's probably going to do the dog show. I mean, the dog show's coming up, but it hasn't happened yet. I don't think you know, because I don't think you necessarily have seen the Corpus Caller. Actually, I don't even know if the Corpus Caller would have printed what Ilson had already written for the first article yet. Yeah, I I think it really would have just been like a couple notes on the dog show. That's all you're going to have in your desk? Nothing about said anything else? At the time that you would have put the uh, cipher in the desk, I think the only thing there would have been dog show notes. Because Ilsen didn't really do any research on the show, at least, until after that. Yeah. What else has Ilsen been working on, like, recent articles? Well, in the context of the campaign, you don't know. Riri? Well, yeah, because Ilsen has not told you what they're working on. I mean, you've definitely had conversations with Ilsen that sounded like reporter conversations. (laughs) But (laughs) Ilsen has definitely told you explicitly what she's working on. I just don't think Magpie is fully... I, I, I also think that. So we're, one second, let me think of this. Because we're using peacefully opening dialogue as a skill to okay. persuade her that we are a legitimate source. Okay. Um, she's inclined to believe you. I would say that it is then probably a 12. 19. Well, you see, I'm with the underground dog show owners. We call ourselves the Dildos. Really? We're really pushing for people to recognize <laughs> us in this show. I mean, you have your standard dog owners, but what about us dildos? Why do you call yourselves the dildos? Well, it's obvious. It's an acronym for double income little dog owner. <laughs> we specialize in the smallest of small dogs. Huh. That's interesting. Kind of a different angle for Ilson to be working this year, but... I, uh, okay, um, well, like I said, Ilson isn't here. Do you have a message you want to pass along or a way of contacting you? I presume Ilson knows how to contact you normally, but if you have a message to pass along, I'm happy to do so so that you don't have to risk somebody else finding Well, it. yes. I wanted to let her know that the dildos are ready for pictures. All right. I'll let Ilson know next time I see her. She told me she'd be in this morning. Is she just... She was in briefly, turning at least some copy and left. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, and if you ever want to hang out with the dildos, just let me know. Or more like Ilson know, and then Ilson will contact me, and the dildos will show up. I'll keep that in mind. That's right, Daniel. I'm cursing your campaign right now with dildos. (laughs) (sighs) I'm not writing that wiki page. (laughs) Anyway, Magpie's going to leave and start using tracking to find an Ilson. This, then is going to be rough because it's been a while and you don't have any context to believe that Ilson is anywhere just but just not there i think this is a 24 okay i'm going to use the minor effect from my 19 as a free level of effort okay so that's 21 and i have tracking so that brings it down to an 18 and i'm going to use level of effort so it brings Mm -hmm. it down to a 15 yeah this is the best I can do for you, Samson. I'm sorry. But Ilson goes that way on the dildos. Ugh. Man, if Samson had rolled that one, she would have let him off with the warning. Oh, shit. 
I got a 17. I call, I call bullshit on that. You would never let yourself do something so boring. Never. <laughs> as soon as those black bags entered your mind, you're like, this is happening. Even if I have to do a GM intrusion, <laughs> we are kidnapping Samson's character. It's going to be great. Don't worry. Coming to rescue the baby. Because no one puts baby in the corner. And, well. Except me. Yeah. <laughs> and the secret police. Yeah. So we got a lead on the baby. As you come out of the Corpus Caller, one of the things you notice is a chocolate eclair lying on the ground. And what looks like a bunch of kicked up dirt, like as if there was some sort of like struggle there. But then no more footprints after that. I feel like with a 17, it's going to be super creepy with either Magpie, you know, going, oh, I know baby eats these. Or she's going to smell it and be like, this smells of baby. You know, some there's, there's no, like, Baby non-creepy song. way that Magpie would, like, get us trail off of this. You know? Usul, we have baby signs <laughs> like even God has never seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going to follow the baby trail. Okay. There is no baby trail. That's the problem. <laughs> Like, you see the sign that baby was abducted, but then after that, like, there's a, definitely a, a period mm-hmm. of struggle, but then nothing after that. Okay, so would I be able to infer that with that 17, that baby got abducted in a vehicle? You don't see any sign of a vehicle, but you definitely think someone got got here. Using my lore skill, would I understand the context of the getting got? Getting got could mean a lot of bad things. It could be, you're not entirely sure the nature of the rest of Ilson's clientele. You would know without having to do a lore roll and lay that abductions are not uncommon. It could be one of the criminal gangs. It could be the police. It could be... Anybody. Yeah, it could be the ghouls. That's secret police, though. You have no idea why they would have to be concerned at all with... Ilson. Oh, wait, is that newspaper that Ilson was reading around here? Or is it blown away? You know what? Would Ilson have dropped it when she was black bagged? Yeah, probably. I, she would have dropped the coffee as well. Then, yes, you find that newspaper. She's going to read it. Okay, then you found coffee and an eclair. <laughs> I'm assuming the coffee also got spilled on the newspaper. So she's, I'm hoping she's oh, like yeah, for sure. smart enough to put it together and she's going to read it. There's only one article that isn't stained. <laughs> the coffee puddle is in the shape of an arrow pointing in a direction. And everywhere it stains, it's pixelated a little bit more. The only part of the image that's clear is that article. It's weird. It <laughs> says, else is lore mipsum. must save Ilsen. Yeah. Ilsen located here. Quest marker dropped. Okay. She's going to glance through all the articles to see what like could be suspicious. We're going to pretend we the article that sticks out to you is rumors of Margaret the Agent's inlay. Oh, fuck. Possibly trying to foment revolution. And she said I was bad at this. Yeah, I forgot my mask, but I wasn't a revolutionary. I was just an asshole who beat people up. She's going to go back to Esri with this news, because, like, to go after baby means she's probably going to have to go after some government, because it's no longer, like, maybe gangs. And she's going to keep an eye out for Ferdinand on the way. Do, 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 Okay. So you're heading back to tier eight. Yes. Esri, Rob has finished stitching your wounds. And they don't really have any, like, painkillers or anything there. But he did provide you with some liquor, essentially. Like a sort of almost yellowish liquor that is... It's better than, like, say, moonshine or something like that. But it's also not the kind of thing that anybody would ever sell in the surface city. It's it's definitely a, a private hobby for someone in the Warrens. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you take another drink? You're the doctor. It doesn't taste great, but it's also not like you've drank worse things to kill pain. <laughs> Mood. Mood. All right, guys, go help Tibu and and get yourself set up here. At least the food and to sleep. Okay. Okay. Get some rest, Esri. You got it. Esri falls asleep. Okay. Actually, I think she probably would. I was just kind of joking. Like, and we go back. But that is, she is just recovering and trying to listen to TV mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So she she does. Yeah. Esri, you fall asleep. You wake up and you're in the old enclave. 
and it's completely empty. What do you do? Hmm. Does it feel like a dream? Give me an 18 intellect roll. Oh, no. 15. And you didn't spend any effort? No. Okay. You can't tell. It feels very real. Could be real, or it could just be a dream that feels real. Okay. Ezri will, I think, go open the front door. I will say this. When you look down, your clothes are still bloodstained and torn from the claws. Okay. Yeah, I think she'll be moving kind of fast, and she's going to maybe not open the front door, but look, I'm sure there was some sort of peephole that the guards would watch out of. So she'll go look out outside. Okay. It looks like tier three. This was sort of a condemned area, the original enclave. So you think you can see in the distance where it kind of gets closer to where the buildings are more built up. You think you see somebody maybe moving over there, like just normal people walking around. You can't see them clearly from this angle, which is part of the reason why you guys had chosen this place in the first place, because it kind of gets away from the crowd to get over here. Okay. Ezri will now go back through the crawl hole and head back to the sconces. Oh, okay. You go through the crawl space and into that corridor. You pass by the square room and the leavings room. And you reach the sconce. You will pull the lady sconce. Okay. Are you standing above the trap door or not? No. She's standing so she wouldn't fall through. Okay. The trap door down opens. Okay. She'll test the male sconce. The trap door up opens. Hmm. She'll let that close and then she'll say, hello? Just your voice in this crawl space. It's not even very echoey in the crawl space because... There's so much here. It just soaks up sound. Is this, like, dreamlet, like, confusing? No. This seems very, very lined up with what you experienced before in the crawl space. Okay. Well, she's going to head to the new base. Okay. So you start leaving the crawl space, and you get out of the crawl space, and give me a perception roll of 15. Trained 17. You think coming back from the way you came, you could just faintly hear something that sounds almost like Geese's voice saying, Hello? Geese? Ezreal. Head right, right back in and she'll run back. Geese? Ezreal? Geese, where are you? And she's. Well, does it sound like it's coming from a direction? Give me a perception or investigation of. 12. Oh, that's a onezo. It seems to be coming from every direction. Like, it's echoing around too much. Okay. She's going to start kind of just running from room to room all over the place. Geese? Okay. So which room do you run in first? The leavings room. <laughs> Similar to Mr. Tompkins' perching place, this is a somewhat circular room, and it is filled with dried cat piss and dried cat shit. It is a litter box minus the litter. So, no geese. She'll uh, head back to Mr. Tompkins' room. It looks exactly like the last time you saw it. Okay, so she'll she'll run back to the mail sconce and open that up and yell again. Geese, are you up there? Esri? Yeah. Hang all right. Hang on. Hang on. Try to try to come come this way if you can. I'm I'm coming up there. It's, it's all right, Geese. And uh, she's already getting out her rope too. Do what she's done a few times now and climb up down. Mm -hmm. I would say you're so used to this at this point. Like it's a six climbing roll, you know, combined with the rope and things like that. Yeah. Always tier one with a character. I'm like, I feel like I always pick the wrong physical skill. I went with jumping this time. <laughs> you know, running's really useful, but I'm like, these colors don't run. All right, 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you climb into that area into the attic cellar whatever it is up there where you're in this part of these weird crawl space ruins is it still echoey the sound is coming from the direction of the anvil room oh yeah she's gonna go in there she's gonna hit the shit out of it with no help from anybody okay so opening is easier so give me a nine might roll if she jumps while she does it, does jumping help? 
Okay, so to get the jump up to a point where you're bringing gravity down with your jumping skill would make it a freebie, which would, in this case, in this one case, <laughs> give you an asset on this. So it's a six. 16. You please add a little hop to everything Ezri does. Yes, long. absolutely. <laughs> I feel like it's like in a cartoon, like a, an old-time cartoon where like the, the guy's swinging the hammer and their feet come up off the ground, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Can you float through the air when you smell delicious pie? Yeah. <laughs> so what did you roll? Oh, 16. The doors open. Keith? Ezri? Do I get a direction? Give me a nine perception roll. Six for Ezri. 15. It is coming from the right corner. And that way is the way that she goes. Mm-hmm. Keep talking, Geith. Esri! I think she just keeps head... I don't know what they're doing to me! Hang on. Okay. So, I assume you're trying to follow the path of his voice. Yep. Okay. I'm going to say it's a six now. Okay, so that'll be a three for Esri. 15? Look at these stonking teen rolls on threes and six difficulties. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a contract with your dice. They, they do it that way. I have a signal that tells them whether the roll is important or not. I believe you. You've heard of karmic dice. Now they're Daniel dice. Yeah, can you make sure your signal's not fucking with my dice as well? I have issues. You know, I love your dice, Samson. It keeps me honest. <sighs> it's definitely coming from that weird infirmary room. He goes there. As you're going in that direction, Geeth begins screaming. Good lord. She's entered the charging and barging stage. Okay, you barge into the infirmary. Geith is, like, sat on that care table that you guys saw, and all the machines are moving around him incredibly fast. There is clearly red blood on the floor, and Geith is screaming. And you do see that there is something swathed in fabric that is bloody and laying on the floor. Uh-oh. Uh, Ezri will swing at the machines. You swing at the machines. Give me a 21 might roll. Can you die in your dreams? <laughs> if you die in your dreams, do you die in real life? Oh, that makes it an 18, so it's possible. This is fine. I'll spend a level of my effort. Two, are you fucking kidding me? Oh. <sighs> okay, you swing at the machine and encounter sturdy prior world craftsmanship. You don't take any injury from it because you didn't roll a one or anything like that, but your punch just glances off of it. Oh, that's better than what I was imagining. It was like uh, when I was a kid, I was swinging at a pinata and I hit the pole. Oh, yeah, that was holding it up. Ooh, the reverb. Like, you're not taking any physical injury. That's not to say that you're not, like, having that experience of... You know, under your inertia meeting an immovable object. Uh, now she'll go for getting the table out from under it. Uh, are there connections? The connections would all be to the ceiling. But not to Geith? Not to Geith. Okay. So she'll move the table. Okay. You go to move the table. Geith is still screaming in all this, and you do feel something wet and warm splatter against your face as you head under the table to try to do something there. He does the something there. What are you doing exactly? Is it, on, is it like a gurney on wheels or? It's like a table, that, like a reclining table that is on a stand up to the floor. Like it's bolted into the floor. Oh, then she'll just grab Geith. You grab Geith and as you grab him, you hear him cry out and give me a, a 15 might roll. Okay, 18. You manage to pull him free. You hear a terrible sound when you do so. The sound of almost like flesh and stitches popping. Oh, man. All right. And you pull Geith free, and he is screaming. These are the things that you notice about Geith in that moment. One, his left arm is missing. Oh. He is bleeding profusely there, but he also seems to have like some kind of weird metal attachment at that point that seems to be trying to staunch the bleeding even as you're looking at it. Okay. Ezri's pro-stopping it. Yep. His right arm, however, doesn't look anything like Geith. Geith was like, he wasn't like out of shape or like small as a teen. 
But there's a reason you guys used him so much for guard duty. He's He was a tall guy, fairly imposing. His right arm, though, doesn't look anything like the right arm you saw before. It looks like a hairless gorilla's arm, an incredibly strong arm that is stitched strangely to his body where his right arm should be, as if this system was deliberately trying to address weak arm syndrome. Okay, that felt like an attack. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's very jarring, but Ezri will try to run back to the chute as fast as she can. Dragging Keith behind you? No, she carried him. Carrying him? Okay, give me a strength roll of nine. She's jumping while she does it. No, that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Fourteen. Okay, yeah, so you're carrying Keith back to where you've got the rope. What now? What now? So this is the climb up. This is climbing up. Yeah. She will... Keith will definitely have trouble climbing because he only has one arm available to him. So she's she's going to tie the end of the rope around Geith, the harness style, I guess, as mm-hmm. good as she can make it, and then she'll climb up and then pull up Geith. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Okay, so the climb is going to be a nine for you just to get up there. Two. So you start climbing the rope, and then you lose your grip, and you slide back down. You're definitely going to take one might damage, whether it's because of the rope that you're burning your hands against, or whether it's from whacking yourself against the corridor, if you're somehow avoiding that. One damage after your armor. Ezri is dream-impaired. It has no might, so I think at this point she's just trying to climb this frickin' rope over and over and over again, and... You said, like, she, she has her wound still, right? And I just think that, you know, it's just jelly. She's got nothing left. Yeah. Okay. To try again? So, believe that is still a nine. Oh, right. I thought this was where the dream got shitty. Um, yeah. And you have to spend uh, effort. I can't, though. That's what I mean. Just stuck in this horrible dream cycle. What do you have left for recovery rolls? Oh, ten minutes? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you wait ten minutes. Rest, then you can try again. What was it you guys were saying about spending XP on Edge? (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) All right, I should spend a level of effort to try again. Okay, that makes a six. No, that was a nine. You managed to climb up just fine. And because you set up with Geith a harness for him, you will have an asset, so that'll make it a six to bring him up. Five? (laughs) Okay, you start pulling Geith up. And you get him about halfway, and the rope slips from your hands. No. And he goes sliding backwards, yelling. Whew. Hang on. Sorry. She'll try again. Okay. So this time you have to spend effort, which makes it a three. I got a one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Again, I ask, can you die in a dream? I don't know. Why do you assume this is a dream? Uh, why do I? Oh, like, literally why? Because Ezri fell asleep, and then she was in the empty base. With the one, he falls backwards. He yells sharply once, and then goes silent. Ooh! Ezri's gonna get another shot. Okay. It's gonna be a 12 to start this time, because he is now unconscious. Oh, bummer. Or merciful. I'm not sure. Okay. I'll spend that level of effort. 18. Okay, so, 18, you managed to pull an unconscious Geith up. He's no longer bleeding from the left stump. Yay! His right arm looks just as gigantic and grillish as was before, but he is clearly unconscious and has, like, a pretty swelling lump on his head. Yeah, that's a big bummer. So now she'll get him into a Harris carry and start trying to get him back. Well, she'll put her great coat on him to cover up the whole gorilla sitch and the arm sitch and then she will carry him back to the other base Mm -hmm. okay so you're walking through the warrens this is a little unusual looking as you might expect give me a nine stealth roll two you get back to the base on tier eight everything seems hunky dory to you rob Rob runs over. Hey, get, get your kit. We got Geith. He's in trouble. Oh, all right. He grabs a, a bag and comes running over. Geith in his sleep 
as Rob is trying to like move him onto a bed. Geith responds almost like reactively in his sleep and reaches out with his sort of gorilla arm and hits Rob and Rob goes flying across the room and Geith's arm barely moved. It was so powerful in just that moment. And Rob lands and looks up, shaking his head and is like, what the fuck? And that's where we'll end this episode. Woo! Nice. So, say something about this episode. Oh, loved the low rolls. You know, it really kept things exciting. It added some tension. Me too. Love them. Yeah. Low rolls keep it good. Makes It makes it really feel like tier one, you know? Samson loves it when it's not his rolls. Boy. I, don't, I liked this episode. I like how the this campaign, the party kind of splits up and comes back together quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I got to go for, honestly, I like this revolutionary storyline. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah. All from like a weird choice that Samson made. I was trying to think of a way to get us all out. <laughs> And history shows that I was technically right. It technically worked. (laughs) Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I'm going to go with the content creator, Chinese with Leah. And... Just because I've been having a really fun time brushing up on my Mandarin, this time I'm deciding to go with the quote-unquote easy route and not do traditional Chinese characters. We're going simplified. Yeah. Because mm. goddamn those strokes. They are many. She does really fun content because she relates things to, you know, everyday life. And she does sell courses and one-on-one tutoring. I have for courses. And it's really fun because I've learned so many ways to say penis. So many. (laughs) And it's really fun because she throws in like the culture notes. So it's fun. You get to learn some texting slang. And now I'm starting to understand all of like the memes that are thrown in the manhwa I read. So it's just like, okay, that makes more sense now. That's not just a accept it and go. We now know. We know. So yeah, Chinese with Leah. She's super fun and quirky. And she's like one of the few content creators who's actually like accredited by the TikTok parent company for being like educational. Isn't that fun? Mm. Yeah. Did you know you could get like a recognition from them for being correct? <laughs> I knew there was a science page on uh, TikTok now, but I didn't know that was like an official thing. Like, is it like a special blue check mark or whatever the fuck? Um, you get like a certificate. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do what you gotta do. What's your favorite way to say penis now? I don't know. But I really like like the breakdown of the word milk because it's like cow boobies. <laughs> like when you look at the, like, the breakdown of the character, uh, it's cow and then boobies. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. And of course, my mom was listening in on the lesson when she was going through that. I'm like, yeah, learn cow boobies, mama. Learn cow boobies. Yeah, outro with cow boobies, Daniel. Samson, if people want to tell us what they think about cow boobies or the podcast, how would they do oh that? Oh my God. We have a website, explorerswanted.fm on there. You have all the social medias you would want to tell us about cow boobies. On Mastodon, you can tell us about cow boobies at explorerswanted at dice.camp. On Instagram and Facebook, you can talk about cow boobies at explorerswanted podcast. But the best place to talk about cow boobies is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. <laughs> I don't know what channel it goes in. Animals. 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 All right. Talk about cow boobies and animals and see all that in our discord. Explores one on slash discord. But the best place to support our cow boobies is patreon.com slash explorers wanted. Check a little change over there. If it is within your means and you're feeling generous and we will talk about cow boobies. Also, please uh, use our dice filler code with diehard dice. I don't think you can buy cow boobies there yet, but at some point you will. Uh, but until then, get 10% off your order when you use explorers wanted. Support the podcast and get some dice. Tell you what, listeners, when you hear this, go on to our Discord, go to the Animals channel, <laughs> and put cow boobies in spoiler tags. It's the double pipes. You can also choose it. Just so that we know you've heard this and that we instructed you to do cow boobies for us. <laughs> this goes for future listeners as well. If you're listening to this three years from now, 
come to our Discord and tell us about yeah. the cow boobies. No, that's the thing. I th- this is our this is our time capsule. Assuming that we're still on Discord mm-hmm. when you're listening to this, pop in and do this just so we know when people hit that episode. <laughs> because it is fun for us to know where you are. Like we've had a couple people join the Discord recently that um, have let us know where they are in the season, the earlier seasons, and things like that. And it's super fun when they share that like they're on something like you know episode 71 or something like that. Cause then I look back and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. So it is fun. We love seeing that kind of stuff. If you can't financially support us though, that's totally fine. We understand the best thing you can do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to write us a five-star review on a podcast directory like Apple podcasts or pod chaser. I say pod chaser because it's another directory out there. Honestly, the biggest thing is Apple podcast reviews. It's just the nature of the industry, even if you don't like it. It does make a huge difference for us. We have 25 reviews as of recording across different directories, and we would love more. And thank you again so much to everybody who's already written a review. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, the chill night air is seeping into your bedroom. There are hands in the dark, teeth like paring knives and the thick streams of your iron infused red slowly dripping from what's left of your diminished husk if you want to reach out to us individually on social media you can you can find me on mastodon as daniel at anderlik a-n-d-r-l-i-k dot org you can find me on our discord i'm stace windu can find me on cow boobies at slam potato on twitter and at slam potato at dice.camp on mastodon cow boobies i feel like cow boobies is also part of the word awesome i forget i mean <laughs> boobies are awesome <laughs> but i'm on instagram threads and twitch at tea with the unicorn cow boobies alex is like i've just secured my yes. legacy <laughs> Okay, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! Find out what word has boobies in it.